Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is Tom and Bach, coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. You know, we failed, but uh, I thought it was a great effort. I thought that the plan was laid out uh, perfectly. Jake Bakoven. Uh, I'm not sure I get my point across um, properly. I'm sure I don't do a good job of explaining what I mean. Tom and Buck starts now. Welcome back. Hour number three of Tom and Bach. Qdoba guy's mad at us for some reason for not mentioning where you can get the salsa. It's Moose's Mad Fresh Salsa that we've been eating. You've been uh, trying the mild. I've had the hot. Uh, but they have... Uh, hey, the- hey, hey. I'm on medium. You're medium. medium. You're, you're just a medium, mediocre guy. <laughs> well, it's, it's hotter than mild. <laughs> That's right. That is right. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, they've got the uh, roasted red pepper hummus, which I've tried. It's delicious. They've got, uh, you know, the medium, hot, mild, all of that. Uh, and they also have the black bean, which we're trying. To, apparently, you can get it at Canopy Market uh, down where DP lives. So, uh, I, and I'm sure other places as well. Oh, no. Oh, we got a wrong text. It couldn't have been meant for us because uh, it doesn't make any sense for us. So we've got to read it. So you texted us. You didn't mean to. You can't take it back. Now we have to read it. Because you texted us. You texted us. Ooh, you texted us. Sometimes it's about mowing the lawn or doing the yard work. Uh, sometimes it's something, a sexy note that is sent oh, to yeah. a spouse. What is it this time, Bach? Uh, today we, we hear from the Skurswami. I ate lunch, but didn't take dogs out, FYI. All right, there so it is. You texted us. You didn't mean to. You can't take it back. Now we have to read it. Because you texted us. You texted us. Ooh, you texted us. Usually we get a follow-up text that says, oh, God, you're going to read that, aren't you? <laughs> uh, yes, we are. We, uh, we really have. Uh, Hopefully the dogs get taken out eventually. Yeah. I mean, we were concerned about the dogs, so uh, we had to read that. Um, interesting article, column, really. It was really well-researched by Sam McEwen 
of the Omaha World Herald. We've sometimes compared Chip Kelly to Scott Frost, his mentor. Chip Kelly, uh, he was the architect of the Oregon offense. He had great success, took it to the NFL, didn't work out as well, and now has come back to college football at UCLA, and it's not working well at all this time around. And you wonder about resources, UCLA versus Oregon. But in four seasons, he has as many losses as Scott Frost. They both have 15 losses. Scott Frost is 15 and 26, while Chip Kelly is 15 and 25. So he's actually one better in the loss column. Uh, earlier this week, the Los Angeles Times wrote that Chip Kelly was fleecing the school of money and added that uh, Kelly can't be allowed to further solely a decaying brand. Whoa. Hey. Uh, Sipple hasn't written anything like that. I haven't seen Sam write anything <laughs> about that either. Not yet, not yet. When that column was written, though, UCLA was just coming off a 20-point loss to Utah. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson, their quarterback, was injured again. If that reminds you of something, uh, it should. In 2018, in that recruiting class, Dorian Thompson-Robinson was the number two dual threat quarterback in the country. Adrian was considered the number seven dual threat. Uh, of course, we know about the record of Scott Frost dropping a lot of close games, and sometimes get, Adrian gets uh, that blame. But Kelly's lost four, quite a few as well, uh, lost nine one-score games. They both have one or five one-score wins. Uh, Nebraska, of course, this year is three and six. Chip Kelly, five and four. But Nebraska's schedule has been harder, and they haven't had any blowouts. UCLA has had a couple where at least the margin was 20. Uh, Nebraska's defense has turned a corner, it looks like, at least it looks like that, uh, with Eric Shenander. Their defense is not good. In fact, Jerry, uh, I think it's Jerry Azanario, uh, is the mentor, of course, of Eric Shenander. They're, they're really good friends, but he won't speak to the media. Um, All four years has not spoken yeah. a word. But to the this media. year, his defense is really bad. Yeah. Uh, and you could argue that Eric Shenander's defense has at least been solid. Uh, so that's one of the things. The turnover, you sometimes hear about roster turnover under Scott Frost. There have been a lot of guys that have left the program, like 40 some. Uh, Chip Kelly has had since 2019 63 guys uh, leave the program. So. It's been a revolving door. Uh, The turnover margin is somewhat comparable. Nebraska minus 13, UCLA minus 9 through four years. Although this year, Nebraska is plus 1 and UCLA is plus 4. So they're doing better in that category. I guess another reason that you would say, hey, there's progress. And UCLA could make that same argument. They're 5-4. and They're one win away from going to a bowl game. They'll probably reach a bowl game. Yeah. Uh, But... It's it's also over the tenure of his career, it's not been good for Kelly. It's not been good for Frost. Is it the system? What what do you take from any of that from Sam McEwen? Well, yeah, I, I think part of it is the the system because you know that was that was, I mean, at in Chip Kelly's heyday uh, at Oregon, he he went thirty three and three in that conference. Oh. Uh, his second round here at UCLA, he's thirteen and eighteen. But he was just mowing over people, you know, getting to yeah. getting to Fiesta Bowls and Rose Bowls and national championship games, and it was just it was like the the hottest mind in college football. I mean, the offensive yeah. mind just nobody could stop it. And we've seen the defenses kind of catch up to um, 
maybe not just that offense, no. but seemingly all offenses. No. You look at the guys that are kind of dominating no. college football right now. Of course, Georgia and Kirby Smart at the top. Nick Saban's always been a, a defensive guy. Mm. I think I think most of them, Mario Cristobal, most of the guys mm. in, that are in top ten programs right now no. are defensive minded. Um, and it, it maybe it's just kind of going through that sort of cycle. That cycle. But uh, uh, it is frustrating. I mean, I no. thought when when these guys both were hired, I would just have loved to see success from both of them, and it would be fun and all the points and and you know UCLA to bring UCLA back would be a lot of fun and you know Los Angeles I know we talk about you know the limited resource and stuff and UCLA um as a program just kind of sounds better than what it is once you get out there um but still uh it's just been awful there three and nine four and eight three and four now five and four though and uh so you could say that they're turning a corner Utah's a a very good program probably doesn't get a whole lot of respect they're five and three and and all that heat is on them because of that loss there but they have a few games left here where I mean if I were betting right now I'd say Kelly probably has a better chance of staying than Frost does but at the same time Kelly's getting getting the the yeah. the, the articles written yeah. about him to be that that he needs to yeah. stop fleecing the program. So it's interesting to see where it goes. But they have I think Colorado and USC and Cal left. None of those yeah. teams have a winning record. They'll so get to six. they could even win seven this year. They'll probably yeah probably get to six, seven, or eight uh, maybe. Yeah, uh, it's right now at this very moment. Chip Kelly is doing a better job at least on the record scoreboard uh, at UCLA than Nebraska is doing under Scott Frost here. Uh, currently, sounds like Oregon's offense no longer works in this area of era of college football. Says Jeff, do you agree with that? Um, to a degree, I mean, some there's still schools out there having success with the you know spread oh, offenses yeah. and and stuff like that. But you know, as as far as like the the original minds of it, the yeah. guys that that capitalized the most of on it, uh, the early 2010s. Uh, you know, in, in late 2000s there, uh, it, it seems to have passed them by. So unless they're able to adjust and then but I mean, you could say all that. And then you just also wonder, what if what if Kelly and Frost didn't link themselves to DTR and Martinez? And I'm mm. not saying it's all their fault, but mm. maybe if you had a little bit more quarterback competition or the right guy in place um, that it could really take off because mm. both of them just said, hey, I'm running this offense. Here's my freshman guy. He's going to be great by the time he's out of here. And neither of them have developed quite the way that they imagined. OG Les Lancaster says, what kind of offense is Oregon running now? Uh, It's still a version of the spread, uh, maybe more power spread uh, than before and less tempo. But tempo is still working in college football. That's That's a simple explanation, but it's not necessarily correct. But you do think of guys that had really good success uh, Bobby Petrino, maybe early on. I'm thinking of Gus Malzahn, who considers himself one of the inventors yeah. of the spread. Uh, Scott Frost, certainly. Chip Kelly. Rich Rodriguez. Rich Rodriguez. Uh, more of a run type of spread. Uh, but defenses always catch up. And then offenses catch up and go ahead. And then the defense. Now we're back to, it seems like, more power football. I look at Dave Aranda and Matt Rule before him. Matt Rule was more spread. And now Dave Aranda is going back to more of a power game uh, at a school where that identity of the spread was more what they were before. Uh, I don't know. I I, I guess you just want to win ultimately. And I think that, you know, if you really want to go back to the 90s, some would tell you the inventor of the power spread was Tom Osborne um, because he went from two tight ends to – going to four wide receivers, never intending to throw to them, but just to get you out of the box. Uh, and Tom Osborne has said today, he wish he would have run more RPO, 
uh, that his, some of the the ideas of the spread today wish he would have thought of. Uh, but he was headed in that direction. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, for sure. And and Les Lancaster also off the text line says, like, seems like Oregon five to eight years ago relied on their speed, and now defenses are getting faster. Yeah. They they are completely away from that. They're the big bodied team yeah. in the Pac-12 now. Like you said, still elements of that yeah. that old offense in there, but um, you know, they've they've changed their course completely and kind of let some of the other schools yeah. hire away those those type of guys. And Nebraska and UCLA being in the front of that, and it just hasn't worked. And uh, you know, there, there's lots of different reasons to believe that yeah. that could be the case. But again, is it is it a failed offense when you're when you're twelfth in the nation in total yeah. offense? I don't know. I don't know if you can just say, yeah. well, throw it all away. It's not yeah. going to work when they're still getting so many yards. It's just, you know, it's critical times. It's yeah. not having a kicker. It's not the red zone. You know, all that stuff plays into it. But you can still get yards with these offenses. Well, and I, I haven't watched UCLA enough to know if Chip Kelly's offense that is now at UCLA is it really exactly like or how much it is like what he was doing at Oregon. I know Scott Frost has made the shift. There is this offense is a long ways from UCF and a long ways from what we thought we were getting in year number two and what we did get in year number two. Don't forget that offense in 2018 under Frost was pretty effective. It was averaging, what, 38 points a game in that neighborhood. Uh, and they were running with pace. And now you realize, oh, you got to protect your defense. You can't have them on the field all the time for 86 to 90 plays. And so that whole adjustment thing that Frost talked about when he got here, they're going to have to adjust to us. No, you did adjust. So the Frost that we thought we were getting is not, and we hired uh, is not the Frost now. And maybe that's, that's a good thing that he's, he's realizing that Chip Kelly offense that we ran with pace ain't going to work in the big 10. And maybe Chip Kelly's finding that out to some degree as well. Although it feels like Frost is the one that has changed and Kelly is still really doing what he's done. Yeah, I mean, and and, that, and that's a credit to Frost, and and part of it too is the is the competition you play. If you play out in the Pac-12, yeah. uh, you know, it's a little <laughs> eleven other twelve teams. Only Col- Colorado's the only team in the Pac-12 now uh, under three hundred forty yards per game. 
Yeah. I mean, that, that's an offensive yeah. league. Uh, if you compare that to the Big Ten, um, let's see if I can pull up the stats real quick. You know, there, there's not as uh, not as heavy of an offensive conference. Mm. There's still only a few teams under that mark: Indiana, Illinois, and Iowa. But um, you know, part of it's just where you play out there. You know, the Big Ten's a defensive league; yeah. it's a gritty league, um, and you know that. Again, I don't know if it, it it can't completely work. Ohio State can run whatever they want and have a lot yeah. of success, and they have a spread type talent. of offense yeah. um, that they run. So if if Nebraska got the right guys in, I'm not I'm yeah. not it I, could work. I, I don't believe it could be. A, it has to be a dead offense. Yeah. And again, they're they're twelfth nationally in total offense. Uh, it's just about uh, can you get those guys to Nebraska? Can you keep them to stay? I was I still say this, yeah. and I know a lot of people don't like it, right. but I said it the day Wandale transferred. That might cost you a W two. Yeah. For the season, and I think it has. Yeah. Uh, another interesting article from also the Omaha World Herald, written by Dirk Chatlin of the Omaha World Herald. Uh, specialty. He talked a, about a number of different stats. Uh, a, a stat I'd never heard of is a luck stat, and Nebraska apparently is dead last in the country in luck stats. Uh, but he, he went through all of them. Uh, he talked about special teams. Nebraska, no surprise. We all know that they're terrible on special teams, even with the improvement this year. They're considered, according to Football Outsider, dead last in the country in special teams. ESPN is a little more generous. They have them at 123. This is also interesting to me. Nebraska's average on punt returns. We've talked about this before on this show. 2.8 per punt return, which ranks 125th, 125th in the country. Under Santino Panico, we kind of made fun of that era, where Santino Panico under Bill Callahan was hired to – well, not hired, but he was asked to go into games and fair catch. Uh, never returned a punt. It didn't seem like ever. Um, but he was really good. He had good hands, and he could catch a punt, so they brought him into the game. Uh, he is ahead of the current pace right now. Santino <laughs> Panico in 2004 averaged 3.1 yards per punt return. Nebraska currently 2.8. Are we going to change uh, change the joke? Santino Panico is a long-running right. joke for Husker football right. fans. Yeah, don't offend me. Uh, I was good compared to what you've got. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska has missed six field goals, no surprise. Uh, that's more than any other team in the country. Um, but the offense has also given up 16 points. Of course, we remember the scoop six against uh, Illinois. Remember the pick six last week. You had a safety, uh, Adrian Martinez, against uh, Minnesota. And you had – you had that gives you 11 points. Special teams – has given up 11 as well. Punt return, a safety, a two-point return against Oklahoma as well. If you remove those 27 points altogether, uh, Nebraska goes to from 26 to 12th, according to Dirk, in scoring defense. That's significant. Well, that's a, without eliminating the points on the other right. teams, too. So that's you wonder true. how much that is, but it's still is probably not as much as Nebraska. Well, I think he's just pointing to the one-score games and how close all of Nebraska's games tend to be. And if you, any point is so valuable... Uh, with this team, but it becomes magnified when you realize, man, a scoop six, really? Is that oh, what yeah. you did? Or you're up seven, nothing, and now you throw a pick six, really? Uh, and it changes the entire momentum of a game. Uh, it just seems like it happens to Nebraska at a much higher level. Uh, also, Dirk pointed to the last five minutes of the game, basically pointing to how clutch is Nebraska. Uh, in fact, even in the second half, they've scored with if when trailing by eight points or less in the second half. They've had the ball, I think, twenty-four times. They've scored a, a, a total of twenty-four points, and in the last five minutes of a game, they've scored zero points. 
in eight. In, <laughs> that's a lot. In the that's last five, five minutes of a game, zero points, eight possessions. I mean, if you're going to win close games, you better have somebody, uh, you know, both offensively and defensively, that's clutch. And probably your quarterback is going to have to be the most clutch. As good as I think Adrian has been at times, it hasn't been in the clutch. And everybody's to blame for that, but always it goes more to the quarterback than anybody else all the time. Well, yeah, it does, especially in those moments. And that's not a surprise um, as Nebraska's two-minute offense has just looked awful whenever they've had the, they ha- had to go run it out there, yeah. which should be different than what it was early in the season. Early yeah. in the season, that, that kind of made sense. Now this yeah. is kind of a big play offense. They should be able to, you know, spark something there but it's always sparking something for the other team or more often than not not sparking the final five minutes but just killing nebraska's chances at winning that game so you know we have all these stats that you can throw out there that nebraska's 12th in total offense and 26th in 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 defense and all and so there's good numbers there but there's bad numbers too um and you know the special teams leads that category like you said zero points in the final five minutes it can't get any worse than that that's a that's as bad as it can get Uh, so i mean they're 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 clear it's it's basically what you thought it was the numbers play out to like what you thought you know you think kind of what's holding this team back He's a red zone special teams clutch factor. Yeah, yeah that's all. That's all yeah. the problems. Yeah. Well, uh, we did this before the show, like the blind resume thing. If you were just put Nebraska's take Nebraska's name off the resume and give me all you know the attributes, you'd think it was a winning team. I mean, you look at the stats each week. We always like to take a look at it. Nebraska fourth in the conference in rushing. They're fifth in passing. They're second in total offense. They're they're way, they're only fourth down there in in total scoring, which I thought would be much worse than that. You look at this team statistically and think, oh, worse, they're probably five and three, you know, or yeah. six, or six and three, something along those lines. So you're, you're thinking this is a winning team. There's no way you can look at those stats and think, man, they, they're terrible because we do this every single week and we can tear, we can, you know, look at Illinois stats or, you know, Northwestern stats and think, oh, okay, I see why they're terrible. They're terrible. Nebraska, you can't do that. You really can't, and that's why it's so frustrating to be a fan of Nebraska because they're so good and, or not so good, but they're they're really pretty good in a lot of different categories except for the win column. Yeah, and it's and, and that's where the frustration is building, yeah. and that's why it's an interesting discussion about what to yeah. do next. Uh, you know, Doug Maurice kind of even even said it. The question that a lot of people are having is all this happening because I mean, yeah. are they in close games because of good coaching? Yeah. Or are they losing close games because of bad coaching? You can make an argument either way, easily. Yeah, so it, I mean, it's it's interesting to see. Yeah. You know, what you just have to see how it plays yeah. out. But this is the, that's why the frustration is there is is because these numbers back up what you thought. This roster is good enough to make a bowl game. This roster is is primed to make a bowl game, and you know that's not even asking that much, especially no. at Nebraska. Six wins was the yeah. the target by the fan yeah. base. DP thought that was silly as heck. Yeah. He said he'd never go into a locker room at the beginning of the year and say, guys, let's win half of these games. Yeah. That's not a goal, but that's the lowest level goal that Nebraska set before yeah. the season, and Nebraska's fan base did, and it's understandable because it's yeah. the fourth year. You want to see that progress, um, but of course what makes the, the whole discussion interesting is that they're so close, yeah. not to just getting to a bowl game, but beating top ten and, uh, opponents. All the stuff that we talk about on a daily basis with the Huskers. Mitch Sherman of The Athletic writes about it. We're going to talk to Mitch, talk a little Husker football with him, and we'll do it coming up next. Download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are.
This is Tom and Bach. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.